More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, difficult discussions. Are challenging conversations wearing you down? We're going to help you find a better approach. Give us a call, 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to learn. Practical. Theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, difficult discussions. I think we all have to face those conversations sometimes that we'd rather not have. Nope, 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 don't want to. <laughs> don't want to, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> or those oh. conversations that we keep trying to have but tend not to go so well. Exactly, and and my, my little thing there was how most of us feel. We just want to stick our heads in the sand and say, no, I'm not going to have that conversation. I don't want to deal with it. I've dealt with it before, or I've dealt with somebody or something like it before, and I just don't have the time, the energy, the patience, or the grace to be able to handle this right now. But that's not who we are as children of God. You know, he's calling us to work for our own good, the good of others in the world, the good of the world in general. It's a lot to handle, and we can't really do it without the grace of God. But the grace of God allows us to tap into new skills, new ways of handling those conversations, new ways of dealing with those people. That sounds good to you today. That's what we're talking about. That's right. So call up and share at 877-573-7825. Are you and someone you care about, or that's important to you in some way, <laughs> struggling to see eye to eye about something that really matters to you? you know, maybe certain discussions about particular concerns or needs or problems are on your heart. And they always seem to end badly when you bring them up. Maybe there are certain conversations you'd like to have with your spouse or your adult kids or your family members or others, but you're not sure where to start. Maybe there are conversations you need to have, Mm -mm. but you can't seem to find the way in. Look, whatever the situation is, let us help you find ways to successfully navigate the difficult discussions you're facing. Today, the number 877-573-7825. Actually, every day the number is 877-573-7825. But today the topic is difficult discussions and how to resolve them gracefully. And really 
we've got to. As I was saying, you know, we've got to. There are some things that, there are some times, let's put it that way, where it would be more prudent to tap into God's grace to allow us to bite our tongues, take a moment, discern with God's grace, this is something that should be brought up in a different way at a different time, but I'm going to take some time to talk to God about a plan if this is significant. There are other times we have to handle things in the moment. There are other things we've put on the back burner for so long that talking about them feels like we're dredging up a history that we're afraid to unearth. Well, you know, you, you're bringing up something that's, that's, that sort of rang a bell for me here. That, that you know, when we talk about being prudent and you know, in relation to conversation, I think a lot of people, you know, see that as well. There are just some things that I don't need to talk about, right? There are just so, and that and that can be true. Like you know, if, if you if you're irritated about something. Uh, and you bring that to God, and that irritation passes, hmm. well then, okay, you know, that you bore that wrong patiently, as yep. the spiritual work of mercy tells us to do, and good on you, right? Um, but very often, what, what really happens is we're irritated about something, and we think, well, I want to do the godly thing, right? And so I'm just going to sit on it forever. Right? I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to cause conflict. I want to be a peacemaker. So I'm not going to say this thing. I'm not going to bring this up. I know the last time I tried to talk about it, it didn't go well, so I'm just going to just stuff it. Th- that's actually not what being a peacemaker is. Um, being a, working for peace means working for right order, St. Augustine tells us. Uh, and that means that Sometimes we have to rock the boat in order to create real peace. Sometimes we have to be willing to put up with a little bit of conflict in order to get to a place where there is real peace. That's part of being a peacemaker, uh, is knowing when and how and the degree to which to rock the boat. (laughs) Um, But that's hard to do on our own, and that's why we're here today to talk through those difficult discussions, to figure out... How can you bring those things you're frustrated about, those problems you like to work through but you're not sure how to do, those conversations you want to have in a way that helps you find the right time, the right place, and the right words? 877-573-7825. Or maybe you're the person in relationship with God in the dynamic you're talking about and you're knowing that yeah, there's something that's out of order in this situation and I do need to bring this up. But all the people around you are saying, don't you open your mouth, don't you stir up trouble in this group of people, don't you say anything and bring all of your you know, hoity-toity religious ideas into this dynamic because you're just going to blow everything up and we don't need that trouble, you just keep your mouth shut. And then what do you do? What do you do with the frustration? What do you do with the fact that nobody feels, it doesn't feel like anybody's coming alongside of you and hearing you? Do you still bring it up? If so, how in the midst of that kind of pressure? There is a lot, isn't there, to dealing with difficult discussions. And if you feel like you're going to have to have one of those now or sometime in the future, you're seeing it come up like an iceberg, we are here to help you get brand new skills on how to deal with that and tap into a whole lot of God's grace here on More to Life today. And the number is 
573-7825. You know, some examples of those conversations include things like parenting issues or faith questions in the home, differences Morality. of opinion. Well, yeah. Differences of opinion between you and your spouse about, well, just about anything. Um, those conversations you're trying to have with your adult kids that never seem to go well. Or your elderly parents who really might be needing to look at some issues in their lives and you're really nervous about having that conversation. Speaking of elderly parents, uh, conversations with your siblings about caring for those oh, parents. Those are uh, rough. Uh, you know, these are just, a, just the tip of the iceberg. And then, there, of course, there are all those other issues that tend to come up that divide families and create discord in our relationships with the people we care about. How do we have those conversations more effectively? Let's talk it out today on More to Life. The number, again, 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who aren't aware of what that is, uh, it's St. John Paul's reflection on what it means to be a Christian disciple in the modern world and how we can begin to discover God's plan for leading more abundant lives and healthier, holier relationships by prayerfully contemplating God's design of our bodies and minds. Now, the theology of the body reminds us that the most important way that we can all build the kingdom of God is to create communities of love out of the relationships we have with all the people in our lives, especially those closest to us. Sounds good so far. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the lessons we all need to learn to accomplish this goal is how to manage conflict, tension, and differences of opinion gracefully. Because as you said, the first part sounds like panacea. Sounds lovely until you get real fallen human beings having to live with one another and then you think, eh, that's never going to happen. But humility is the virtue that makes us open to the experience of others. Even others we disagree with, even disagree with vehemently, it is true. Each of us has a story that deserves to be heard, and each of us is wounded in a way that deserves to be respected. Not propped up, but respected. The positions we hold, the choices we make, the attitudes that we have are rooted in those stories and those wounds. And we can't hope to build a relationship with another person, much less change their minds about something, if we aren't willing to take the time that's necessary to understand how they got to where they are. Listening and empathizing are the two most important tools in addressing conflict gracefully. And as challenging as it can be, you know, we need to make sure that we're not just doing what comes naturally when it comes to managing conflict. Instead, we really need to invite God to be the mediator of our disagreements, being intentional about asking what virtues we need to practice in conflict to have more productive discussions, and also working hard to listen to each other rather than just reacting to each other. As hard as it is, we have to remember that as Catholics, we're not just called to be loving when things are going well. We're called to be loving and accept the mutual growth God is calling us to, even in the face of disagreements. Let's talk it out together. We're talking about difficult conversations today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord. We'll start taking your calls. In the name of the the Father, Father, and and the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ. 
We come into your presence and we bring to you all those difficult conversations that we often find ourselves in or have to have with the people that we care about. Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. You are the word. And we ask you now to give us the words that we need to have those conversations that build your kingdom, that bring your grace to bear on our life and relationships, that enable us to build communion through communication, so that even in the face of those challenging, difficult discussions, those hard topics, those challenging conversations, we are able to have the wisdom, the patience, the understanding, and the love that's necessary to glorify you in those discussions, to work for the good of everybody involved, and to help us be our best selves and bring out the best in others. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, our topic is difficult discussions, those challenging conversations that are wearing you down. We want to help you find better approaches. Let's talk it out at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Patricia, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Alabama on Archangel Radio. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Patricia, line one. She's listening to her radio on the delay. Hi, Patricia. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. There you go. Okay, turn off the radio, Patricia, and let's talk on the phone. What can we do for you? Can you hear me, dear? Now we can, now that you've turned down your radio. As long as you keep your radio down, we'll hear each other just fine. Okay. Um, I think you're aware of my question about my grandson. It looks to me from what I'm seeing on the board that your grandson doesn't want to get his daughter baptized, is it? Because he's got issues with clerical abuse and issues with the church. Is that right? That's correct. He doesn't uh, feel that his his daughter would be safe um, if he had uh, her uh, connected with people who do such things. Does he plan on sending his daughter to school? His daughter is going to a public school, obviously. Well, the reason I mention that is because the incidence of sexual abuse uh, and, and other abuse in in, pub, in public schools is much higher than in clerical abuse. But that, I mean, you know, that's beside the point. But I'm, I, you know, I, people have this sort of very strange idea about abuse in the church, which is actually a, it's very, very serious, profoundly serious, and, and terribly scandalous, but also uh, much um, less frequent than in most other helping professions. That said, tell me about your relationship with your grandson how often do you very see close. him actually, how often do you see him very, how often yeah. yeah oh okay well actually we saw him quite a bit until he moved um he's out west now but uh we still see him about three times a year uh his little girl just turned um one on valentine's day how often do you guys talk on the phone mm-hmm. yeah oh we have facetime with him every week Great. Okay. He calls up. Oh, very nice. He's very, um, very willing to call us. I mean, he's very close to us. Okay. Um, the, you know, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where is he at in his faith in general? Does he have any faith at all? 
Well, he now they, his wife, huh, I guess I should say was Catholic or is Catholic, but they are not active. Mm-hmm. They're not practicing um, they at all. They certainly don't practice the religion. Okay. And, um, I mean, not that they aren't good people. It has nothing to do with it. It's just right. that they, they're not particularly fond of um, adapting to any religion. The other, you know, they obviously, like most young people today, the more secular um God's in the woods, whatever you know. I'm, I'm curious, Patricia. Are, are his are, are his parents your your son or daughter divorced by any chance? Oh no, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. No, in fact, my son passed away last year. Uh, hasn't oh. been quite a year yet in May, and um, he has stepped right up uh, at that point to um, you know he's thirty and yeah. he just kind of went from a young kid that didn't know what he was doing, to being a great husband and a good father. And um, that's why I brought this well, that's up wonderful. to him. And no, it sounds like, that, sounds like there's a lot to work with here. So, so I've, I do have one other question, but, but I, I'm, I'm really pleased to hear some of the things that I'm hearing. Was there ever a time that your, son was, uh, your grandson was more faithful than he is now? Did he fall away, or was it more a matter of he just really never had a real relationship with the Lord or with the church in the first place? Well... I have two sons. One is a very heavy-duty Orthodox Catholic. The other one, uh, which was his father, um, went to the church, um, I would say, probably the first 10 years of their marriage. And then, I don't know, he just um, had some difficulty with sermons from priests that he didn't feel were accurate. And so he started going to an evangelical church, um, then decided that he didn't want to do that anymore. And they just quit going to church altogether. Okay. Well, that, okay. So that explains a lot then. So, so that that helps me kind of get a sense of where he's at and where you can start. So, so the good news is a couple a couple of bits of good news. First of all, um, grandparents are tremendously um, important in helping uh, both their grandchildren and uh, uh, their great grandchildren in, in this case. Um, you know, come into the faith. There's actually a lot of research that shows that the grandparents can do a lot in this area. You have to take the long view on it, though, uh, and, you ha- and it has to be through a, building a strong relationship, which you also have, right? So this is really, really good. The fact that he respects you, the fact that he reaches out to you on a regular basis, the fact that you have a really close and, and strong relationship where you talk about a lot of different things is really good. Um, so... The real problem here isn't that he's not getting his daughter baptized, and that's a serious problem. The real problem is that he doesn't have his own faith, right? Uh, And getting his daughter baptized, as Catholics, we believe in infant baptism because of the, quote-unquote, this is a quote from Canelog, the founded hope that that the child will be raised in the faith. It's not a matter of just sort of sprinkling water on the kid. It's a matter of being able to give them an environment where they can be raised to be godly, faithful people. So it, it wouldn't make sense to put pressure on him to just baptize his child without first helping him understand what it means to have a relationship with God and the church. Uh, and then he would be able to raise his child in the faith. And so that points to the question of how you can evangelize your grandson. You know, how you can share with your grandson the ways that God is moving in your life the ways that you see God moving in his life, you know, when he, and, 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 and how you can introduce Christ to him in simple ways. So, for example, when, in the, on those FaceTime calls, 
if he says something really wonderful happened, you know, celebrate that with him. You know, say, oh, that's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. And then slip in a little prayer there. Lord, thank you so much for blessing my grandson so abundantly. What a, what a wonderful gift that you've given him. We thank you for that. Now, that's a five-second prayer. And then you just move on. What else is going on, grandson? Mm-hmm. Right? If he complains about something that's going on at work or some struggle that he's facing in his life, empathize with him, but then bring the Lord to it. Lord, I wish I knew how to help my grandson right now, but I know that you do. Please be with him through this challenge at work or this challenge in his personal life and let him know your presence and, and feel your love. What else is going on in your life, grandson? I mean, you don't ask his permission. You just bring the Lord into the conversation, and then you move on before he even knew what hit him. And the point of this is you're introducing the Lord into your relationship and showing him how God wants to bless him and is blessing him and is present in your life. You're witnessing to him about how God has blessed you and and the prayers that he's answered in your life. You're evangelizing him just like anybody else evangelizes anybody else by building relationship and sharing how God is moving in our lives and letting the Holy Spirit do the rest of that work. And I want you to be very aware of the fact that you're saying that this young man's dad passed in pretty quick succession to the fact that he became a dad himself his whole world sort of upside down, even if he won't admit it. Inside, he's still dealing with a lot. So you may want to call him a little bit more often. You might want to just send that card that says, hey, I'm thinking about you, and I love you, and I'm here for you. Just little ways to let him know that somebody is there for him in the midst of him trying to figure out the topsy-turvy world he's living in as a new father and a bereaved son. So I, we're going to go to break, but I'll just leave you with this last thing. Don't, don't get caught up in the whole kind of his objection about the clerical abuse thing. That's a feeling looking for a reason. I'm not saying that the clerical abuse scandal is not serious. It's terribly serious. serious. It's critically, catastrophically serious. particular case, if he wasn't a victim of that, he's looking for a way to get you off his back. So focus on evangelizing him. Uh, and if you really need to talk about it, mention the, the, what I said about the, the, the rates of abuse in public schools. But that's not the issue. The issue is needing to bring him to Christ. We've got to go to break. When we come back, we're continuing to talk with you about having those difficult conversations more successfully. By the way, Patricia, I'd encourage you as a follow-up to pick up having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with our adult sons and daughters, which will help give you the tips that you need to build this conversation. But we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about how to resolve the difficult conversations in your life. Stick around. Ann Arbor Smiles is a state-of-the-art dental practice led by the talents of doctors Dan Kennedy, Chris Marzoni, and Stephen Gray. One of their many satisfied patients is Father Deacon Lawrence Hendricks. I was one of the first patients to receive a Sarah crown from Dr. Kennedy. The CEREC technology allows for restorations to be done in one visit. They always use the most advanced techniques in dentistry. I've always enjoyed the friendly staff and the personal relationships that I have at Ann Arbor Smiles. Go to AnnArborSmiles.com today. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. 
Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you feel as though life is flying past you? Are you desperate for a way to find moments of peace and quiet? Lord, teach me to pray. The free Ignatian prayer series will open your heart to His voice, to the peace you are seeking, and the only love that fulfills the human heart, Jesus. God is calling you to true joy, knowing Jesus personally. Lord, Teach Me to Pray is free. Go to lordteachmetopray.com, click on the red box, order the Lord Teach Me to Pray series now. Go to lordteachmetopray.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchek. And I'm Lisa Popchek. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled Difficult Discussions. We're talking about how to open up those challenging conversations that you're not sure how to start, how to have more successful conversations about difficult topics, how to diffuse the tension when those conversations start to go awry. If you've got someone you care about and you're struggling to see eye-to-eye with that person, we're here to help. If you've got discussions about certain concerns or needs or problems that are on your heart but always end badly, let's help you figure out a way to move through that. Whatever the conversational issue is, we're here to help. 877 877- Five seven three seven eight two five. Have a short segment here, so we just wanted to offer a tip here for how to have more successful conversations. We actually um, alluded to this in our conversation with Patricia before the break, and that was letting God be our mediator. And you know, when we say this, a lot of times I think people roll their eyes because it's well, you're praying about it is supposed to fix it all. That's mm. not what we mean. You know, what we're talking about here is a very specific kind of prayer. Uh, that you can use whether the other person's faithful or not. If they are faithful, the best way to start a conversation is is to begin by saying, you know, let's just take a second to pray about this. Lord, I know what I want. They know what they want. Help us to figure out what you want and help us to take care of each other while we do it. That last part's really important. Help us to take care of each other while we do it. If that other person isn't faithful, then praying inside your own head. Lord, you know, I know what I want, and they know what they want, but help me respond to this in a way that will bring out the best of them so that we can work together to find out what you want. You know, being able to focus that prayer not only pours out extra grace, but research shows that when people think about somebody who loves them and the person they're disagreeing with, and once the best for both of them, they're able to resolve conflict more effectively. We don't have to imagine that person. We've got somebody. God, go to him. Let him be your mediator before, during, and after difficult conversations. We're going to be taking your calls right after this. Stick around. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Finding good health care, encouragement for healthier living, or solid spiritual direction can be frustrating. 
That's why the Catholic Healthcare Alternative, CMF Curo, is offering a health-sharing option. Curo's Christ-centered wellness services include Catholic wellness coaching, spiritual direction, and a Catholic community supporting your health and wellness needs. Visit cmfcuro.com to learn more. That's cmfcuro.com, where you can experience Christ's healing love in your health and wellness. Hi, Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Hi, I'm Al Cresta. Do you remember writing your Christmas wish list as a child? In developing countries like Haiti and Guatemala, children don't make Christmas lists, and they don't expect Christmas gifts. All their parents earn must go to food, shelter, and water. Can you picture the joy of surprising a child with their first Christmas gift? Send them a box of joy at boxofjoy.org. A rosary and the story of Jesus is included in every box of joy. Give today at boxofjoy.org. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, this is Lisa Popchak. God wants us to have a great marriage. It may be hard to believe that. After all, a great marriage only benefits my spouse and me, right? Wrong. God truly does want you to have a great marriage because your marriage is not just about you. God wants to change the world through your marriage. Marriage is a vocation, a ministry, a way that we live out God's grace in the world. He blesses others and calls them to Him through marriages. When you actively work on having the best marriage and family life possible, you give God the opportunity to tell the world that love that is freely given, total, faithful, and fruitful, is actually possible. And it's a path to true joy. Your witness to love can and will change the world. For more tips on how to have a God-centered marriage, visit moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back, folks. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today we're talking about difficult discussions. How do we have those conversations with the people we care about and have them actually go well, especially those difficult topics that always bring about tension? Let us help at 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Christine, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Indiana. Hi, Christine. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. Well, I know this this is probably not the difficult question that most people are thinking of, a different conversation people are thinking of, but I feel like um, I am being taken advantage of. The very short story is I feel like I'm being taken advantage of, unappreciated maybe, by a friend that I do believe that God brought us together. I mean, I, I think... All right. So there's this, this friend. It's, it's, it's somebody that you care about. Um, and it says that you, t- you told her a screener. It's something to do with with boarding a horse on your farm. Uh. Well, yes. Um, the, the short, longer story is: several years ago, we met, and she has has been a person that I have um, paid 
just to be fair for a time, to take care of my horses when I when we're gone. We travel a lot. Okay. And sort of take care of the farm. And then we had a recent we had a situation where we had to bring her horse to my farm and I feel like um it's just because of the conversations that we've had that she doesn't feel like my time is of an equal value as what I would pay her. Have you have, so so I'm, what I'm understanding you to say is that you'd like her to pay for uh, you know the, the 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 upkeep of the horse while you're watching it and uh, and but but I'm from the way you describe it it doesn't sound like you've specifically said hey I could really use uh, you know money for feed or money for wh- whatever I mean you haven't told her that you need to be paid is that correct? Well, I I I have in the sense of I have told her how much my ca- the hay costs. I've told her how much time it takes, and I've, she knows, and I've... No, but you've, you've hinted at it, but you haven't actually said, hey, I need X amount of dollars per day that the horse is here. Well, and to be honest, and that's, that's actually my grapple, is the Lord has been very generous with us. Uh-huh. Do we need the money? No, we don't need it, but, okay. you know, everybody's own horses are their own responsibility, and... Um, my issue is I don't feel it okay to just expect somebody else's paying, taking care of. Oh, sure. No, I mean, and that's fair. I mean, it, it's it's not necessarily a matter of do you need it. It's it's it it, it is. Here, here's here's the thing. Um, it's it's a matter of what is working for the good of this other person and what's just in the relationship. You know, so for example, all right. You know, if if you feel that this friend, generally speaking, is doing her best by you. Really uh, a good person who is trying hard to be a virtuous person, to be generous to you perhaps in other ways, who is, um, you know, somebody who is generous to others, you know, and, 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 and you want to give this to her as a gift for saying, you know what, uh, yes, I would prefer that if she would offer to pay for this, but I see all the ways that she contributes to this relationship. I see all the ways that she makes a gift of herself to others, and I want to give this gift to her. That is a, that would be a, a lovely thing. On the other hand, if you see that this is a person who tends to, you know, for all of her good qualities, tends to be a little thoughtless around the edges, tends to take a little advantage around the edges, tends to be somebody who, you know, doesn't think through her choices as well as she should, then working for her good in that situation means saying, hey, you know what, I really do need you to pay me something. Whether you need it or not, because it's really about working for her good. Right. So if, if, if giving her this gift would work for her good by rewarding all the generosity and all the virtue she displays and all the ways that she is thoughtful to others, then that, that's the right thing to do. If, on the other hand, she's somebody who really needs a little reminder that she shouldn't take so much advantage of other people, especially her friends. Or a little bit of a boundary so that you feel like you're, you know, you're, you're showing her how to treat you by setting up that little bit of a boundary about, you know, this is the professional economic side of our relationship and this is the more friendship side of our relationship. Let's stay in those confines. That's, That's good working too. for her good and your good as well. But it's really all about what's best for her. And where, where we get into these, you know, kind of conflicts about these things is, you know, we, we either base our decision on how we feel about it or whether, you know, we need it and if we don't need it, then well, oh, I'm being a jerk about it. it. It's really about the other person. 
You know, which, what can I do that would bring out the best in them? And that's what you really want to pray about here. Which of the options available to you, you know, let, making this a gift or asking her f- to contribute, would be really in her best interest, ultimately. So I absolutely agree with Greg. The first step here is to take that discernment process to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do in this relationship? And go with what you feel led to in that situation. Pray about it. You know, if you, if you get something like lightning boltish, fine once. But take it to prayer a few times at least so you know you're sifting between your feelings, your reactionary feelings, and what you're really being prompted by God to do. The second thing to do is if he seems to be leading you in the direction of putting up these boundaries of some kind of economic contract between the two of you, Begin writing down what you feel is just and right. Because you can't expect anyone, whether it's a, a friend or a spouse or anybody you meet, to intuit from your suggestions and the inflection in your voice all that's going on in your head, all that you feel is just and right. So it's really a matter of starting to write it down so you can convey that to her. And if you feel it's necessary, even present her with hey, this is what I'm seeing economically and I'd like to work this out between us. So you're treating each other like grown-ups and professionals in the situation and it's less likely to blow up into an emotional situation. And, and basing your decision on what you believe is really in her best interest in terms of the kind of person that she is and the kind of friend that she is, um, it gives you a way, for example, if you decide to make this a gift, for you to not resent it. Because when you do start to feel like, gosh, you know, she's really taking advantage here, you can then remind yourself of all the other ways that she's been generous to you and is thoughtful and is considerate and is really a good person who doesn't take advantage and you can give that gift freely. Um, but, you know, if, if, if not, then that gives you a clear, way, clear sign that you really do need to charge her because that would be in her best interest and challenge her to be a better friend than a better person. I hope those principles give you some ways to move forward. And, you know, if you do decide to, 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 to charge her, then Lisa's suggestions especially would be really uh, important there, too, to be clear about what the nature of the agreement actually is. And write it down so your mind isn't meandering as she asks you questions or has an emotional reaction to what you're, pro- what you're proposing. Hopefully this gives you something to pray about, and give us a call back and let us know what you decide. I'd be interested to see how it goes. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. We're talking about difficult discussions. How do you have those hard conversations with the people you care about? Let's talk now with Lori, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Colorado. Lori, welcome to More to Life. Hi, good morning. Thank you. I just have a, a comment real quick. Yeah. As um, I'm getting ready for daily mass, which is such a gift, um, there was a caller previously who was mm-hmm. struggling with the relationship. His grandson doesn't want to get his child baptized because, and he says it's because of the liturgical abuse problems. Cler- well, in the clerical church. abuse, yes. but yeah. I'm sorry, he, that's right. He, I misspoke he, was, he wasn't personally abused, but he said right. because of the news about the clerical abuse, he didn't want to get his, his uh, daughter baptized. And you have a very interesting comment from what I'm seeing on okay. the board. I'd love you to share it with everyone. Yeah, thank you. Um, we have to set feelings aside. I am a victim of clerical abuse, and we do not leave Jesus for Judas. Oh, Jesus is you. the great high priest that grants us exponential graces through the sacraments that he instituted. There's always going to be a Judas floating around. There's always going to be the devil trying to take down 
souls. But we just don't fall for that. We cling to Jesus. We know and, and come to know him better through the gifts that he's given us in the most holy Catholic and apostolic church. So I encourage anyone, everyone, don't get snared by the devil. Stay tough right up to Jesus and the gifts that he gives us. Stay close to his mother. And um, whatever you go through in life, even if you go through clerical abuse, you don't leave Jesus. So that's my comment, and I thank you for the time. Thank oh. you for the call. Lori, uh, what, what a blessing you are. What grace you're walking in, and what a blessing. You have probably touched the hearts and minds of thousands and thousands of people right now who have never looked at it this way before. Thank you for the call. I, I You know, I'm, I'm so glad you called. Um, you know, because whenever I was saying the things that I was saying, you know, I, I made a point to say how devastating and catastrophic the scourge of clerical abuse actually is. But I also really needed to call out the grandson here and, and, and point out that, that it was a feeling looking for a reason. It was, he was really using in, this especially abuse. Especially in his particular case. Yeah, in his case. very much removed from that kind of situation. You know, he's using, really, he's using the pain of folks like yourself as an excuse for not doing this thing. And that really cheapens the whole clerical abuse scandal and the seriousness of it, frankly. Um, and I was concerned that that might not be coming across, my, you know, the, the fact that the, I recognize how serious this is. So when you called, I really wanted to make sure that you, you had a moment here to, to just share your experience. Because, and, and, but you know what, I've got to say, everything you said was just so much more powerful oh. and grace-filled and, and beautiful than I even imagined it would be. Uh, to, to have gone through what you've been through, but be able to find the grace to stay faithful. And really, as you said, we don't leave Jesus for Judas. What a powerful, powerful point. You know, I, I honestly am going, when I get off the show today, I'm going to go write your words in my prayer journal. Because whether it's the horror of the situation that you went through and are, are overcoming with the grace of God through this perspective, or any other betrayal in our life, any other wounding in our life from someone, those words, we never leave Jesus for Judas. We don't let Judas, the Judases in our lives, take us away from God. We don't let him win. And I think that's just, oh my goodness, so full of wisdom, so full of beauty, so full of the grace of God. And Lori, I'm so blessed and touched by your words today. Thank you. Thank you a million times for calling in. That's going in my prayer journal, and I hope it will go in, in many people's. You know, every once in a while, somebody calls in that, that um, becomes a kind of a personal hero to me, uh, an inspiration to yeah. me, and, and you are one of those people. And I want to thank you for taking the time to call in and share your witness and for having the courage to remain faithful despite... The, the the horrible tragedy that you've been through and we will add you to our we've added you to actually to our more to life prayer list that God would continue to bless you and facilitate your complete and total healing and recovery thank you so much for being a blessing thank to you. us and our listeners today we'll let you get to daily mass now. <laughs> all right well as we head out to our break it's time for our scripture of the day which comes to us from Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 it's short but it's a toughie strive for peace with everyone. <laughs> All right, so I picked this scripture for a particular reason. I mean, I, and I actually mentioned this earlier in the program for folks who were tuning in. Um, when we hear verses like this, strive for peace with everyone, we think what it means is don't rock the boat. We think it means suck it up, Buttercup. Well, what we think it means is just be quiet and don't disturb the peace. What do yeah. we think of when we 
have um, a, a legal situation of disturbing the peace. Somebody who's caused a kerfuffle. Don't you cause a kerfuffle now. You have to strive for peace with everyone. No kerfuffling. No kerfuffling. <laughs> But that's not what is, is, no. is not what it means in the book of Hebrews. No, uh, in fact, again, Saint Augustine tells us that peace is the tranquility that results from right order. Okay, peace is the tranquility that results with from right order. In other words, no justice, no peace. Right. Uh, in order to strive for peace, we have to be willing to rock the boat. We have to be willing to bring up issues that we don't want to bring up. We have to be willing to have conversations we'd rather not have. We have to be willing to work through things that are tough to work through. And sometimes that means making a fuss and rocking the boat and causing problems and making people uncomfortable. You know, we don't go into a conversation with the intention of annoying people (laughs) or making their lives more difficult. But we can't be afraid of it. And if we feel, genuinely, prayerfully feel that having a particular discussion or bringing up a particular issue or dealing with a specific problem is necessary for our good, for our health and well-beings, you know, for the health and well-being of our relationships, for the ultimate good of the other person, then we need to bring it up. And that is striving for peace with everyone. I hope that that inspires you today to, yes, give up those conversations that are better not being had at all. If if the feeling passes when you pray about it, let it go. But if it stays and you're still irritated, rather than letting the root of bitterness take root in your heart, strive for peace by bringing up that issue charitably and faithfully continuing to bring it up until it's resolved and you can live in true peace with that person. Let us help you do that today on More to Life at 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls about dealing with difficult conversations right after the break. In your home, driving your car, or at your business, glass is an essential part of your world. Glass Doctor offers its high-quality workmanship to all areas of your life. Find peace of mind with the premium experts in glass solutions. No matter the project or product, Our standard is safety always, because there is nothing more important than what's behind the glass of your business, car, or home. Glass Doctor, a neighborly company. I'm Lisa Popchek from More to Life, asking you to please support Ave Maria Radio's year-end campaign. Ave Maria Radio has grown a lot this year. We've added new stations and new programs, expanded our online offerings, and increased our community presence all to serve you better. Please help us meet this challenge by making a new pledge or increasing an existing pledge. Go to AveMariaRadio.net and click on the donate slider. Thank you for your generous support. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, so much decorating, so many lights to put up. It is the ancient iconography of the church, even one painted by our Blessed Mother herself, that will explain our need for imagery. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. 
Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we're talking about difficult conversations. Let's go to our next caller, Lisa, who's up? Let's talk to our next caller who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hi there, listener. Welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hey, thank you for taking my call. Um, I've got an eighth grade and he'll be 14 next month. And just to give you um, a background for him, he is he goes to like a mid-sized public school. He's doing okay academically. Um, he loves basketball, so he has a passion. Um, but he is struggling with behavior in school. In what and, way? Um, he, well, he has friends. Um, and he has some friends that, to me, make better choices. But the one that he's, like, hanging around with at school, which we're working, you know, we have told him we do not want them hanging around anymore. This friend does not value making good choices. Um, and as far as my son's behavior, um, he right now, like, the teacher is asking him to stop doing something. He has to take it one step further. Try to talk to him about, like, the joke's only funny if both people are laughing. Well, he's taking a joke too far where he's picking. Um, and it's just becoming a problem. Now, I to the point, let me ask him. you this. When you say he's taking the joke too far, is it to the point of where other people are feeling bullied by him or the teachers perceiving it that yes. way? Yes. And it's crazy to me because right now, you know what I think you're breaking up terribly, I'm afraid. Try to get a little closer to your phone, and we'll see if... It's okay. So I, I, I'm going to try to ask one more question. We might have lost you. But, but uh, the other question I had was, um, you, you mentioned this, this other friend who's not making good choices. Is this other friend a bully, too? Have we I lost you? I think I heard a click out there. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, we're going to have to go with what we have heard and know, and we hope that it helps. All right. So so th- um, there are two things that I want to say about this. Uh, the, the, the first one is um, that you want to make sure that you're not just addressing the behavior. As so, I mean, you know, w- w- you know our first temptation, and, and it's, it's actually not a bad impulse, is to say, okay, well, you know, you've done this thing, here's the consequence for that, and then we, we hope that that'll stop it. If it doesn't stop that, it seems to me like you've tried that already, then you need to kind of step back and say, well, what's, what's going on here? What's the intention behind this behavior? You know, and for some reason, he finds this behavior attractive. It's doing something for him. It's, it's getting something, for, you know, in terms of him feeling more powerful, more effective. Maybe he feels like he's uh, been victimized in some way by others, and this gives him a way to, to get back at that. Maybe he's angry about something, and, he, and this gives him a way to express that. But I, I want you to, I want you to um, actually say that to him. Look, you know, when, when people act in certain ways, their behavior is a way of talking. And your behavior is saying to me that you're either angry about something, or you're frustrated about something, or you're struggling with something, and you don't know how to fix it. 
And so that's why you're acting like this, and that's why you're so connected to this friend, because you feel like you can learn from this friend how to solve that problem or express that frustration or deal with that issue. We need to figure out what that thing is so I can help you understand a better way to, to, to deal with that. The other thing I really want to emphasize here is you seem thrilled that he has friends, he's got a passion, all of that's going on. There could be a second layer here, or, or even it's, it's intertwined. Yes, he's feeling more powerful, whatever that is, in this situation. But he's also getting the attention of the teacher slash you guys. And I'd like you to step back with your husband and say, and you might be doing fine, it might just be this behavior and the other bully kid that's influencing this, but I'd like you to step back and really look at your daily and weekly schedule. How much time do you get with this child to hang out, to have some fun together, to spend time sharing things besides a screen? Okay, so not just, oh, we watch a movie once a week, but really hanging out, going for a walk, shooting hoops, doing something that allows you to connect and see that, well, get his heart enough that he's sharing more with you in those what we would call incidental conversations, not the sit-down really hard ones, but the ones that come up because you're hanging out together. Yeah, well, and, and the reason that's really important is because the, when kids behave, right, and one of the languages they send, they, it's either merging behavior or distancing behavior. In other words, it pulls you in or it pushes you away. So if this behavior is pulling you and the teachers in, that might be an unhealthy way that he's latched on to, to not just get attention, but to, get, but to actually get focused emotional attention that he doesn't get in other ways. And, and you might say, well, he's not pulling us in in a good way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If he's pulling you in, he's getting the benefit of, I need mom and dad, I need the adults in my life to see something, either me or something about what's going on with me that I need their attention for. So he might be using even a non-thrilling behavior yeah. To merge with you. But either way, there's another intention behind the behaviors, right? The behavior is attempting to meet some need, whether that's getting that emotional input from the teacher and from you guys, or, you know, a frustration that he's trying to express or a problem he's trying to solve. He doesn't have a better way to do it. Or feeling like he needs to be safer, so he wants to join, drag the adults in his life into it, because in his kind of backwards way, because he's not giving you the words, he's saying, I don't really feel safe. So can so, somebody come along and make me safer, even if that means grounding me, so I'm not hanging out with this kid? So how do you make that happen, especially if the kid doesn't want to uh, say anything about it? Well, that's where that's where grounding does come in, where it's useful, where you say, well, look, you know what? We need to take the week to really figure this out, because I, I can't let you be around other people and act like this. So I'm suspending you from all other activities until we can, uh, can get to the bottom of this. You're going to stay home, and we're going to be just really be together and focus on handling this issue. Uh, and when we can figure out what you're trying to accomplish by behaving this way and help you figure out some other ways to do it, then we'll let you go back to your other activities. But until then, you're home. Secondly, very briefly, um, don't just address this behavior at school. I'm guessing that he probably does this with you guys, too. Right? He takes a joke too far, or he's, he, he's too sarcastic. Make sure that you're addressing that adequately at home. Uh, we're short on time, so I'm going to point you to our book, Parenting Your Kids with Grace, which covers behavior from birth to age 10. I'd really encourage you to check that out, especially look at those chapters and, and the discipline section of the book. I think it'll be tremendously helpful for you to both getting the intention behind this behavior and also identifying healthy ways um, to 
uh, to, to, to address these problems whenever they play out within the family or in situations where you can directly control. That's Parenting Your Kids with Grace. It's available at catholiccounselors.com and wherever books are sold. And listeners, if you'd like to learn more about the resources we can have, we have to help you have difficult conversations, visit us at catholiccounselors.com. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.